This is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to Working With People by PaveStep. The Working With People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Chuck here with us today. How are you, Chuck? I'm doing great. It's good to be with you. Perfect. Where are you calling in from? I am located in Charlotte, North Carolina. Awesome. Awesome. You got any fun plans for the weekend? Well, this weekend is uh, one that we we have always uh, we've got lots of activities with uh, with three kids and seven grandkids. So uh, <laughs> it's just a matter of who's going to show up when. <laughs> nice, nice, awesome. So today we're going to be talking about uh, culture feedback and innovation. I think that's uh, you know those those two words feedback and innovation aren't something aren't two words that always come together in my in my world. I mean, I'm so focused on feedback, so I'm really excited about today's conversation. So. Um, tell us who you are and what you do. Let's start there. So the company is uh, Whitewater Consulting. Um, I am the, the founder and managing member of the organization, and we, we are designed to be a, a business consulting practice that specializes in human resources for small and mid-sized companies. And uh, where we really get to spend most of our time today is helping organizations with their culture, with leadership, um, and then also we do a lot of work in the areas of uh, talent acquisition, retention, and then also HR outsourcing is one of the other key areas that we help our clients with. Perfect. So let's start with uh, the definition, right, of culture feedback and innovation. I, I, uh, any thoughts there? Where, where this these terminology came from is as we look back over the last year, 12 to 18 months especially, I think the way that leaders lead today is is different than what it was before the pandemic hit. And so what we see with the, the companies that we talk to extensively is we're seeing companies from a leadership perspective, they are really uh, focused today on becoming, in a lot of cases, becoming very transparent, very authentic, um, and really being uh, more empathetic with their with their people as well. So we see what we're seeing is a really a, almost a flattening of the uh, the hierarchy within the company to where we've almost got a community. Now we're not building consensus mm -hmm. essentially, but we are literally, we are hearing from different people within the organization before we make decisions as a leader. Awesome, awesome. Where, where that's, that can be kind of the spark of your innovation and kind of creative you know, product strategy or whatever it may be going forward, yep. Exactly. And you know, oftentimes what we see, you know, in the past is you, you may have somebody that's working on a production line or, uh, or just a, a regular employee that sees an issue within the organization and has an idea on how they can make things better. Right. But they don't have the, the ability to be able to communicate that to a, um, you know, to their manager or to a leader that can actually make that change. So I think that's where we're starting to see those the collaboration take place and then also that trust between the employer and employee starting to really you know focus in on that and it's really creating some really good and much deeper relationships uh, mm -hmm. within the company perfect perfect so why is that important right i mean i think innovation of course is an important thing for uh, most companies and most teams and i think we all intuitively get it but can you speak a little bit more to that 
Yeah, I think where it makes a big difference today is, um, you know, when you're when you're working together as the leader of, the, of a company and you're responsible for creating the mission, vision, values, and the setting of the culture of your organization, you know, how you go about executing that is critically important. And so I think that as we look to build the community and, and really look to work together as a team versus different levels, you know, within the company, uh, we've got a... a a mission that we are all committed to and we're all working toward. And we have a strategy that is going to, is providing the means for us to be able to get there. And so what it does, it really provides the time for everybody within the company to have each other's back and to be working toward a common goal. And when you have that, you've got employees that are much more fulfilled on the personal side. And when they're fulfilled, they have a tendency to be more engaged with the work that they do. And that leads to you know, better productivity and better financial results. Perfect. Perfect. One thing that I feel like everyone that, you know, well, not everyone, but most people that I've talked to have been struggling with is building a culture of whether it's feedback or innovation or both in a remote environment, right? I think, you know, I, I don't think I'm you know, out of line here when I say, you know, in the remote work environment, it's become more difficult to create those organic moments that really, really lead to meaningful relationships you know, in, in, in person, right? Any, any thoughts on how organizations can build culture within a remote work environment more effectively? That is a million dollar question right now um, because mm -hmm. of the fact that, you know, we have been so focused on having everybody in an office. Uh, we are managing based off of uh, a lot of subjectivity in the past. And so when you start talking about, you know, going to that remote culture, you know, remote environment and driving culture through that, how we go about measuring performance and, and the KPIs that we're using, I think is changing. But at, if you back that up, I think that you have to start training your managers on how to manage those remote employees more effectively. And so one of the things that we're seeing is, is rather than and as myself as a manager of a team of say 10 people, rather than just trying to manage everyone exactly the same way, we're seeing where Today, the managers are getting to know those employees one-on-one, -on -one, getting to understand who they are and what makes them tick and how they're wired so that they can see when there's, that employee becomes overloaded uh, and so they can move their workload around as well as from a, uh, from a, a performance standpoint, you know, does a stick work better for this employee or does a carrot work better and how much of each do you use to get the most out of them? So there's a lot of unknowns at this point that we are literally trying to work our way through. I've got a, uh, a book that I'm hmm. going through today called Remote Work uh, that's written by Chris Dyer, and it is phenomenal. He lays out essentially the steps on how to make, make this change to a remote environment, and it's been very, very helpful. Hmm. Interesting. And I, I've heard of a company, a few companies actually, that's doing kind of a traveling office uh, setting. I don't know if you've heard about this, but so... You know how a lot, of, a lot of companies are going either in person or hybrid or completely remote. I've heard this other model where it's a traveling office, meaning like every three months, they'll spend three weeks all together in a remote work, like a remote place. Like they'll all just travel to like, I don't know, Toronto, or they'll travel to you know Hawaii and spend three weeks. That could be a fascinating uh, concept to try as well, because you know, when you start, when you're starting to look at the remote option, uh, we're starting to see the, the workspaces in town or in the cities 
people using those areas as a collaboration point and then going back to their remote location to actually do the work. So yeah. to your point, if you could travel and bring everybody together in different locations, that could be something that could be en very energizing for a lot of people. Right. Yeah. I just can't even imagine the hassles of visas and um, taxes and things, but. <laughs> very true. And that obviously that's got to be easier for uh, small to mid-sized companies right. than it would be for, for the enterprise level. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so when you think about building this culture, right, and, and, and like sustaining this culture, any big challenges you've seen outside of what we've already talked about? Any, any big challenges or anything unique that you've seen with your clients and partners? I think it, you know, so much of this goes back to the, uh, the owners or to the C-suite and for mm. them to be willing to check their egos at the door. Uh, and to be open to making a change on how we are going to be doing business and what the future of work is going to look like going forward. These are things that they're not, they were, were not prepared for before the pandemic hit. And so, again, I think that there's been so much that's happened in the last 18 months that uh, I think there's going to be a lot of CEOs and business owners that are going to be re receptive to it. But I think at the end of the day, we've got to check our egos and realize we don't have all the answers for every question situation that comes up. And I mean, using the resources we have around us being our people, uh, which are our greatest asset, uh, to be able to use them for, you know, to get their feedback and their thoughts, I think is going to be very, very uh, beneficial for not only for the company, but it's also going to be very beneficial for the health of the employee and of their teams. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. I mean, those are all the big questions that I had here, Chuck. Um, where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? So uh, the best way, uh, our website is whitewaterconsulting.net. And uh, you, they can also connect with us on all of the social media platforms, whether that be LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so please feel free to find our pages there. You can also connect with me personally on, uh, on LinkedIn. And then my personal email if people would like to reach out is chuck at whitewaterconsulting.net. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time here, Chuck. I really appreciate your insights. And everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thanks, Chuck. Thank you.